This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Does anybody remember laughter? Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. I'm feeling good about this week's show, Nikki. Well, that's good, considering that we didn't feel very good when this week began. This week has been a hellish nightmare. It was a hell week, for sure. But I got to say, I'm pretty good at forecasting how these things are going to go. Like, I knew when we, like, interviewed Colossus that that show was going to be killer. Yeah, you, you you knew that, Tom. You were like a soothsayer. Is that, is that what a soothsayer is? Is it really? That's not a prehistoric animal with big fangs like a tiger? No, you're thinking of, like... A saber tooth. Yeah. I was going to say Siberian husky, but <laughs> yours is more correct. It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> I've always got dogs on the brain. My biological clock is ticking for a four-legged dog. You're not. A four-legged not. dog as opposed to like three. <laughs> a two-legged two. dog with one of those little wheelbarrow things behind him so he can run around. and. If you say puppy baby monkey, I'm going to stab you in the face. Not a puppy baby monkey. That's the stupidest thing ever. This is the reason why I need to be in advertising again. Like I feel like I need to leave... The publishing world and go into the advertising world just so those things don't happen. Yeah. You should be like in charge of like Super Bowl commercials. You know what happens? I think they sit around a table and they're like, let's hear the ideas. And then like the best idea in the room is puppy baby monkey. And they're like, we got to go with that one. That's like the best possible option. Stop it. Because now I'm thinking about like it and I'm just imagining it walking around with the ghost that haunts our apartment. Yeah. But I mean. Can you imagine the ideas that were worse than that one? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the best you could come up with. Way to go. <laughs> like, somebody was probably like, you know, like, tiger hatchling something. And then, like, they were like, no, that's not it. And somebody goes, puppy monkey baby. And they're like, I don't think it's going to get better than that. That's just gross. You know what somebody should have said? It's a stupid fucking idea right from the start. Why don't we, like, go with something that people are going to get? Because I can't imagine people liking that at all. Mm-mm, no. Whatever, man. Well, considering how this week went, the odds would have to be in our favor on a successful outing, wouldn't you say? The odds may, may the odds be ever in our favor, Tom, ever and always. It certainly does always come back to my work, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the meat and potatoes of this week's dish, why don't we just sit back and simmer the gravy while listening to another one of Nikki's You Heard. You Heard? (laughs) 
This week's You Heard comes to us from the 13th floor hallway of 100 Center Street. And for those of you who don't live in the city, 100 Center Street is the fed- is a courthouse where you go for jury duty, which is a horrible, horrible civic duty that, man, New York is quick to like grab you on. I lived in Pennsylvania <laughs> for like 35 years and never once got called for jury duty. We lived here for like a year and I got called for jury duty and I kept pushing it off because like I got a new job and things like that. But anyways, so this comes from a courthouse and it's kind of fitting that it came from a courthouse, but it was this guy going on about being, I think he was actually one of the, like, he was, what do you call it? Like a defendant or whatever. Like he was somebody who was like sitting, knowing what the quote is, I'm going to guess he was, he was in trouble, but he came out and he was like reared up about something. And he said, money talks, bullshit walks and to be honest with you you know given the nature of what we're doing right now i think it's the other way around that money walks and bullshit talks you saying that i'm full of bullshit oh my god aren't we all full of bullshit well i guess so but people obviously want to listen to bullshit because they keep coming back yeah yeah exactly so (laughs) people want bullshit man and we're here to give it to you do you know what i think it is about like you not getting called for jury duty in Pennsylvania, but getting called immediately while you're here. Tell me why. Because I feel like they don't put cow tipping into the judicial system in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and everything is so spread out. Like that is like one of the major crimes of the area. Is it a major crime of the area? Yes. Tom, Somebody is jumped it? Farmer Ted's fence, knocked over a couple of cows in the middle of the night. I have never once cow tipped. However, I don't believe it. I've never once cow tipped. You were there. I no, I wasn't there. I can't believe. However, you there. my brother used to throw parties at our house, and the one day, I, and I, I was always like, you know, the Patsy were like, I'd call my parents and be like, Hey guys, what time are you coming home from work? Oh, can you stop and get me this? Or like, so like, I always had like all these things coming and stuff. And one day, <laughs> I walked outside to see what was going on because it was a summer party. And I hear a cow mooing. Like, they kidnapped a cow from somewhere because we did grow up in the country and there was, like, a farm not too far away. So they never tipped a cow. I've never known anybody who actually tipped a cow, but they there, was stole a, one. there was a cow theft that went on. But we returned How'd it. Em? How'd they get them? They just, like... They coaxed them? They kind of just, yeah, like, they just walked in. With some greener grass from the other side of the field? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the cow cross the fence? <laughs> just to get some of your brother's grass. <laughs> And that's this week's You Heard. Yeah, that You Heard wasn't getting better than that. Like, we ended it just (laughs) around We had to. (laughs) Because we were getting down a wormhole that would have just, like, overshadowed everything else. (laughs) We had to press the eject button really, really quick towards the end there. Ugh. Boy, do we have a treat for you guys this week. Boy, oh boy. You love saying boy. Because it just is so like Racist? Barney Fife. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your head. All right, son, continue. <laughs> oh, that's not any better. All right, chiefs. I told you we were working on getting guests last week, and now you all are going to be reaping those spoils. You sure are. your enthusiasm is just mind-blowing you could feel it you could feel it through the radio waves (laughs) (laughs) think about it for a minute i know i was like i don't know (laughs) as you may or may not know i have been taking classes at the manhattan comedy school and one of the many benefits of that experience is getting to know people who are who are on the same 
level of funny as us <laughs> and looking to get exposure. Sure. So with that said, we have been trying to get a couple of comedians. And one of the first people that we got from the class is Dean Tremachi, who I feel is like my voice twin. And he's also like a fellow Long Islander. So like, maybe that's it's very what it is. eerie. It's very eerie. Like when you first started talking, it was like, is that Tom or Dean? And then like once you started like volleying back and forth with each other, I was like, okay, that's Tom. But there were like some points where I was like, did you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the half of the shit that I said. I'm glad I don't. <laughs> there was a lot, a lot of stuff that we recorded that like got cut down. And we'll talk about that later. But before we do, why don't we get into the interview with Dean? Roll tape, Tom. My name is Dean. Uh, I'm recording with Tom. Me and Tom know each other from like a little comedy workshop school thing we do. We stand up. We have a show March 7th, right? That's right. And we all, actually, we kind of promised Andy, who runs the comedy school, yes. that we would promote the comedy school. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let me have a Corona. Corona light. Light. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So we will promote it. Manhattan School of Comedy. Man, we, like, this is like seriously the third or fourth time we said it. Like, yeah. I feel so like, it's like... Know. Pretty good. Any like sick fucks who listen to this thing. <laughs> That's what I love. It's like you find out who listens and like, and you look at them differently. I'm always like, I gotta keep my distance from that fucking guy. He listens to that. Oh my god. Do your parents listen to your podcast? No, my podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Podcast Untitled. Look up on <laughs> iTunes at Untitled. It's like the high regard show with more dick jokes. Like, you are definitely the more, like, Howard Stern version of, like, of and this. I know. Yeah, exactly. Comedy, you can get lucky and have a look or a niche. Like, to me, Andrew Dice Clay got pretty fucking lucky. Like, uh, you know what I mean? There are certain comedians where I'm like, okay, that guy couldn't exist any other time. But, like. Well, you came in from Long Island. Yeah. So, you know, like, you remember the Opie and Anthony show? Yes. They're the ones who, like, resurrected his entire career by making him sell out Madison Square Garden. Yes, yes. Without Opie and Anthony, Dykes would have been done, And like, without Howard Stern, years ago. there'd be no Opie and Anthony. Exactly. <laughs> and Howard Stern, like, that's another guy. I worship him. Like, if anybody ever said, like, who's your comedy inspiration, I worship him. I think he's the fucking... He created everything that everyone does ever. Oh yeah, dude. Like those he changed the game. SNL, like those SN. I, I mean, uh, those Jimmy Kimmel does it. Uh, Jay Leno did the jaywalking. That's all stuttering John going and asking people funny questions. Oh and yeah, shit. man. Who's the vice president? Uh, <laughs> Kennedy. Like that's all stuttering John did that. Thanks, buddy. Stuttering John did that, and Stern just fucking changed the medium and like. Well, he took the risks, man. Nobody was gonna take that risks back then. No. And even still to this day, I mean, no one, one does. I want, that's my goal. I would like to, that's my goal. I'd like to be in radio. Like that's. Really? Yeah, that's my goal. I'd like to be in radio. I could talk all day if you couldn't tell. Like, would you do regular radio or satellite? I would probably need regular radio at first or only to get in and then from there get ratings and I would like to move to satellite. But to be honest with you, I kind of like of having the constrictions, the restrictions, constrictions, the restrictions <laughs> of not being able to curse. It forces you to be creative. Absolutely. A lot of people can just say fuck and be funny. It really forces you to funnel it into, all right, take away the cunt and then try to be funny. 
Right. As, it's not as easy, dude. No. It <laughs> forces you to be creative, and it force pushes the boundary, which is what any person who wants to be creative is about. Right. I'm jealous of how you guys do your show. Oh, please. I feel like between the two of us, though, we kind of have the whole versatility thing, the diversity thing covered. Because I got a woman. And I got a man, black man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, see, I feel like between the four of us, we could pretty much say anything the fuck we want. That's a good point. <laughs> It's a valid point. It's true. You can say whatever you want, just like, who gives a fuck? We need an Asian. I'm Asian. What? My dad's born and raised in Osaka, Japan. Are you serious? I swear to God. And I think I remember you saying this like three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I might have told, I think I told Imani, another girl from our class, and you, we, I, I think I told her, and like everyone's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Because I'm convinced that you look like a John Cusack. A John Cusack's a man. So I'm convinced that you do. Like I'm go. waiting for you to like be on stage and just hold up a boom, a boom box. box with like a long brown trench coat and be like, oh. and just be like, do like a thing like, where are they now? Yeah, exactly. And then you just come out and do or it. like work at a record <laughs> shop with Jack Black, like High Fidelity, which is a great. You ever watch High Fidelity? I totally have. That's all time <laughs> underrated great movie. And I feel like that would be, like, the fucking best job ever. At a record shop with Jack Black? Oh, my God. Just I, at a record shop would be fucking great. With Jack Black, though, because it's with, funnier with Jack. What happened to Jack Black? That fucking guy, he I, lost it. He legitimately lost it. Yeah. Badly. I feel like it was King Kong. Yes. King Kong fucked him. Like, he took the check and just went tanked. We were talking about this. Is King Kong the best monkey movie of all time? You talked about <laughs> the King Kong was the best monkey movie of yeah, all time? Yeah, what's the best monkey movie ever? King Kong, right? I love Planet of the Apes. Fucking A, I forgot about the truck. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Get your hand off me, you damn dirty ape. Like, that's the line. Planet of the Apes. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. Not Mark Wahlberg and Franco. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's <laughs> Charlton Heston. It's Charlton Heston. When it's like 38 minutes, he doesn't talk, and then, like, on his shoulder, and he says, Get your damn hand off me, you dirty ape. Hell that is yeah, fucking man. awesome. That's the best. The funny thing about Mark Wahlberg is the way he talks. You try to figure out if you close your eyes who's the ape and who's like the human. That guy's fucking he's just five foot two. Like he's trying to fight down apes. It's like you you need to break five five and then we'll start talking, Mark. Like And he always has like marble mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like all the time. Like those movies Ted. Those movies Ted suck. Ted sucks. Ted but is I like the Ted. The first one, Ted 2, sucked. No, no, but I'm saying just the, just the, the character, oh, you like Ted. The char- I like him, too. You know what it is about that comedy? And it's Seth MacFarlane in general. After about 20 minutes, there's a reason Family Guy is 20 minutes. It wears it wears old after a while. After, like, the, yeah. an hour mark of Ted, I'm like, all right, it's stupid. Like, enough illusions. I, I can't take it. Because it's all examples. Like, remember the time we did this? And, like, and it goes back. And right. it's, like, and it gets old after a while. So... Unless they have a cameo by Flash Gordon, I feel like that's that was, pretty kick-ass. That was great. That was the, <laughs> really when they're at the apartment. He's high. He's drinking. That was really funny. So you, uh, how are you feeling? I'm fucking dying, man. Uh, what's going on? You're, you're, <laughs> you're fucking. You are dying. I'm worried like I really about, am. You are. Like, you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm bleeding internally. Yeah. As we're doing this. What's going on? Um, When's your recover? Are you gonna recover, or will I need to pay for this check? <laughs> That's not the I'll make it through to dinner, but I I'll be like, guarantee I'll make it through the editing. It, can he split it too? Like, it's two way. He'll wake up. He'll wake up. He's fine. I, I don't know. I'll make it through the editing process, but I'll definitely make it through to dinner. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Tom has AIDS. No, <laughs> no, it's cool. It's not a secret. I don't. I feel like everybody at work knows. I feel like part of my family knows. Every once in a while, like. I'll tweet something out or put on yeah. Facebook like, hey, man, you know, like just sort of weirdest fucking thing at the emergency room. And then like my like my 
aunt or something will be like, going, oh my god, I saw her like you tweet. What are you doing at the emergency room? And, I'll, and then I'll just like ignore it because that era mystery is so much. Then you much get the text. Cooler. You get the text. Oh yeah, I get, and then I blow it out. That all. era mystery is awesome. Like that era <laughs> mystery is where it's constantly like. <laughs> Like, I'm like, no, just let them think. Like, let them think I just do volunteer work. Well, that's because after you tell them, it's so deflating, man. And I feel like you wait to a certain point, and then you just can't tell them because you're never going to live up to that expectation. No, yeah. Like, I Snapchatted the studio sign in our class okay, and was, like, acting. Just to, like, so people don't know, like, what the fuck's he doing? Like, is he acting? What? <laughs> Could you imagine me acting? Like, I can we totally need, imagine We need a homeless-looking, curly-haired guy here. <laughs> like, that would be the role. Yes, I'm here for the Colmus guy, yes. There's always a role for somebody, though, man. I wonder that. When I see, like, a movie on Africa, like, what is the casting call for? Like, what is the what, what could possibly be the casting for that? Like, we need an anemic person who looks borderline dead. Do you know anyone? Haitian like, pirates, a, yeah, same thing. Like, guy's like, yep, I got a guy. Zach. Zach's a guy. He hasn't eaten in two months. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? I always wonder that. I feel Haitian th- pirate. Gums, gummy. They're all gummy. They're all big gums. Those Haitian pirates in the movies. I'm the captain now. Like they all have the <laughs> big ass gums. But you know how it's easy to get those guys. You just wait at the finish line of the New York City Marathon, Dude. and you take the first six people in, and you're like, you're all in the movie. Like Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like Robin Williams said, he goes, he goes, Kenya shouldn't be allowed to run in marathons. He goes, it's just unfair because when they get to the line, they're like, marathon. <laughs> Like, they don't know. Like, they're just yeah, running they, like animals. Yeah, that's just their thing. It's get, their car. They run to get food. <laughs> yeah, their, their car or their shoes. On their way to 7-Eleven, that's how they get there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was thinking about this. Could you, it's going to get real racist. Could you, oh. <laughs> could you imagine Could you imagine explaining a water park to an African guy? Could you? It would be like, see, like, no, sir. It would be. It would literally <laughs> be like. It would literally be like this. It would be like, well, see, like, you got to slide, right? And you go down the water. Water? <laughs> yes, you go down the water. Woo! You make a V on your chest, and then you, and then whoo, right into the water. You drink water? Oh no! Ugh! No way! Drink the water. That's. that's you fucking, bathe in it. That's that way more disgusting. sanitary. Yeah, we just bathed in it. My uncle Earl shit in it last year. Like they don't even know. Like, could you imagine explaining a water park to like those poor people? That's how great America is. People don't even realize that we could just waste so much. Yeah, like that much clean water in yeah, Africa. Yeah, we're just like would yeah, just feed like an entire just like fuck it up. Like it would feed six all, tribes. It would feed all of Africa. Oh yeah, man. Like just <laughs> that. That's pretty good, man. I like that. You, you like just that? throw that totally in your routine. I should, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I do wonder that. Like, people don't understand how great America, especially in New York. People have it too easy. Like, New York is too, besides the high rent, think about it. You have the greatest food at your disposal at any time. As we munch on nachos right As now. we munch on and nachos like, and quesadillas yeah. and everything else. <laughs> any food you want in New York that, like, just get. Around the clock. Yeah. Like, at any moment. We are very spoiled. It's crazy. And people in New York, like, have the worst problem. Like, you hear about, like, plane delays. It's like, oh, I waited 13 minutes on my plane. Like, you mean the tube that flies in the sky? You waited 13 minutes. You poor thing. Like, there are people who are, like, latching on to, like, falcons to get from one day study to another. <laughs> to cross country. Falcons. Like, I can picture it, man. Have yeah. you never seen the Flintstones? People do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, could you, like... And that's the thing, like, and that's why I don't understand traveling. I'll never get traveling. 
You don't travel now? No, I'll travel. Okay. I used to, when I was growing up, I traveled everywhere. Everywhere from Japan to Germany Holy to shit. Italy to London. My mom's born and raised in Brazil, so I went to Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia. Wow, man. And so, and I used to travel all over the world. And then I realized, traveling in, while living in America, it's like, it's like renting a Camry at Enterprise when you have two Maseratis in the driveway. Like, we're in the best country. Why are we leaving? Why leave? Just to say we can. Because exactly. it's not badass it's just enough. Because like, you know what it is? My buddies, I, I'm always like, let's go on a trip. And then I think to myself, like, really all I want to do is Instagram a picture from that place. And I'll probably be like, all right, when's the next? Let's get out of Dodge. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like, I got my sunset picture. I'm out. Sunset picture with like a weird omniscient quote. And I don't tag where I am. So people are like, it's January. Where is he at? Like... Do you go through the stock photos sometimes and be like, oh, oh, yeah. oh man, I'm like, you know, like here's a cool looking elephant shot. And oh, then yeah. people are like, holy shit, you're hanging out with elephants? Oh yeah, you'll occasionally I'll throw in like a, a throwback Thursday to something that's like not even me. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> like, yeah, but what is that? Take my word for it, guys. That's me. <laughs> Hashtag Kardashian and you have yeah. like Chloe or something like that in the background. Have you people been... are like, what the fuck are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, like, just, like, superimpose my face on Kanye's, like, have you followed what's going on with Kanye West? He's broke now, right? Well, he's $53 million in debt, but he's been... Come on, man. Dude, well, this is what happened. Apparently, like, he he has a, the Yeezy line. You ever see it? Like, that Adidas clothing? Oh, yeah, man. Okay, so, like, first of all, if you wear it, you're a douchebag. It's fun the coup. Like, it's not cool. I'm sorry. It's not cool to do it. Like, it's like, uh, what was that guy? Um, um, Hardy. James Harden? No, was that what it is? Who made all those uh, weird like tattoo shirts and stuff oh, like affliction, that? Affliction, affliction. Is that what it was? Yeah, the like the weird like fucking silver douchebag shirts. Oh, they had like the snake and the and the and the dagger and shit like that. Yes, that's affliction. All right, I think. that's. I feel like this is the modern day version of that. Like yeah. I feel like some time went by and it's the cycle now. You know what? Like you know, people they try too hard with these shirts. Like, just like, you know what be a funny shirt? Just like a shirt with, like, a tiny little, like, brown-looking turd on it. And oh, that's like it. emoji. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Just, just that. Trademark that shit Yeah, now, it's like a, a, a shit shirt. A T-shirt. But you know what I mean? Like, a T-shirt would be good, Yeah, man. a T-shirt. Like, and that's what I think is funny is, like, so Kanye's lost his mind. You check, follow him on Twitter. If you don't follow at Kanye West on Twitter, it's the best follow on Twitter. He's a, he's a madman. Like... He's going to cut his hero. He's going to Van Gogh himself, 100%. Are you serious? Follow him on Twitter. He's a nut. All right. He said today, he's like, I'm not a fucking rapper. He's like, I'm not a rapper. What is I, he? He's a fucking dumbass. Well, lately, he's not a rapper. Let's, let's come on, man. He sucks. He's, he used to lately, be great. He's not. No. He's well, a yeah. rapper. Not anymore. Like, But that's what happens, though. Like, how many rappers are still, like, doing what they did that got them there? I feel like they do this stuff, and then they get to, like, a certain point, and then they're just, like, going, now I'm an artist. And they want to pull this artist Remember 50 bullshit. Cent? Yo, 50 Cent came out. And I don't know if you're a big hip-hop guy, but 50 Cent owned everything. 50 oh, yeah, Cent man. was, especially in New York. I remember going to Queens and, like, 50 Cent. I'll never forget. People were dancing to in the club on a guy's, on, like, someone's car. Just, like, dancing in the streets of Jamaica. <laughs> like, it was a banger. People went nuts. Now he's, like, some businessman. It's like, it's not as cool, dude. It's just not cool. Nobody, a broke businessman. A broke businessman, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that they all go broke. Like... But that's like Hammer, like years oh. ago, and it was like going, dude, like I feel just the fact that you like tried to pull those pants off, you should never go broke. 
Because if you have to like explain why the fuck you were wearing those, you at least got sad. some money to throw behind you. A Van to Holyfield went Holyfield like, went broke. Can you imagine that? Oh my god. Holyfield and it was like ninety six he was still the man. Like Oh yeah, man. He lost his half his ear and his money. Like, it's fucking crazy. This now, would guy. you rather? Would you rather have no ears, but you, so you can't hear, or yeah. uh, Evander Holyfield's like net worth back in the day? You can't hear though. You're deaf, you have, and you don't even have ears, so you have to constantly explain like, dude, this guy just has no ears. Wait a minute, but you gave me one bad thing and one good thing. Yeah, what would so you rather? I, I would fucking take his money, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> da, da, da. Would you oh, rather have his? his no, would you rather his be deaf? And you have a hundred hundred, and you have a hundred million dollars uh, with no ears. So deaf no with ears. no ears is harder than just being deaf. Definitely true. Or be yourself. Being myself sucks, dude. I told you <laughs> I'm dying. I'm fucking literally dying. Okay, in front let's, of get, you back, right let's now. get back to this. So you have ulcers. I have bleeding ulcers. I have a parasite in the top of my chest, and what? I, I guess March 2nd, I have to go back, and they'll tell me what the colonoscopy comes back like, which I had okay. yesterday before coming to class I'm be honest today. with you. You're a little too relaxed about this. Dude, whatever, man. I don't give a shit. We're not going to live forever, right? I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like, like fuck it. Either you got to, like, embrace that things are going to change and just roll with it. Do you like change? It. Yeah, I guess so. I get bored real easy. So you like like <laughs> constant kind of like a little a little change here and there progression. Yeah, like you know, like when we when we moved from Pennsylvania to here in the city, it wasn't a huge change because I grew up like in Long Island. Yeah, actually, not too far from you, I don't think. Yeah, where are you at? My parents live in Rocky Point, but I grew okay. up in Center Reach and Bayshore. I live in Northport, which is like right by Rocky yeah, Point, not like far. around the corner. Ten minutes. Yeah. The city, I feel like, if you lived in Long Island and during your lifetime, you've been to the city so many times. This is like, kind of like home away from home. Yeah. So coming here wasn't that big of a deal, but like moving to Harlem was. Moving to Harlem was fucking weird because you could tell me anything about Harlem and I'd believe you. You'd be like, "Yeah, I got raped three times last night walking to my apartment," and I'd be like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> it's I guess." Not that bad. Harlem and <laughs> when I think of Harlem, I don't even think of New York. I just think of like downtown Kabul. Like, Kabul and Harlem, to me, at moments, have, like, similarities. Like, they short to this day. Still bad? The kids run that town. Oh, my God, dude. I get my ass kicked every single day. You walk in the summer, and then Bayshore, <laughs> and there's, like, no adults. It's just kids running around, like, dribbling basketballs, looking for booze, like, and it's like, you're 12. What? Go home. Those kids could probably still kick my ass. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was tiny growing up. I'm afraid up. of kids. There's no doubt. Like, if I see a group of 12-year-olds, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not going to fucking get beat up. <laughs> Dude, that's what I always say, oh, yeah. too. When I'm on a subway, I always tell, like, my daughter. I assume like, everyone oh. in life can kick my ass. See, I'm, I feel like I'm good with adults. I feel like I have that rage to, like, kid adults. Oh, but no. kids, they're like a pack. Okay. Do you think you can beat up 2,000 two-year-olds? No, man. That's too many. A lot of two-year-olds. That's a lot of two-year-olds. Some people say like maybe you get like a neck-breaking system, like where you just snap on, snap on, snap on. I think you'd get too tired. You get overrun. Exactly. Yep. And I think at some point, like, it's just like that Kimbo slice, that at five, two, whatever, five, that at five thousand. Oh, that, fight that, that guy died. Happened. That guy literally like almost died. Yeah, he just passed how out. Funny like, was, like, how funny was that? How funny was that? How funny was that? Like that was the funniest Dude, thing that ever. That was seen. the greatest thing. That man. was the best fight ever. <laughs> If you could guarantee me that like a fat guy's heart would stop at the end of every fight, I'd paper, I'd get every single pay per view. I'd be like, yes, I'd love to get a fat guy 
dying. You know what? Uh, what I was gonna say is like, <laughs> you like that? It's bizarre to me how older guys take everything in stride. Like you, older guys are able to take everything in stride. Dude, we just hold it in because we know it's like going. Can't fuck up the career, man. Just gotta keep my shit together because if I go to work and I snap, like. It's not being like in your 20s and getting unemployed. Like, you're in your fucking 40s or pushing 50. You get unemployed, you're fucked. No one's going to hire you. How the hell did you decide to sign up for a comedy class coming from medical sales backgrounds? You know, uh, how do, I don't know. Uh, I, this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> to be honest with you, like, I don't know. A lot of people my whole life have been like, oh, you're funny. Just go and try to be a comedian or something. And like, That easy. Just do it, man. It's no big deal. And like... <laughs> I have a, and all my friends say like you talk in an inf uh, some of my friends have said like you talk in an, with an inflection an inflection that's like I don't even know it's not a word that's a word inflection yeah why not fuck it it's a word I guess so dude you I don't know words inflection or an infl inflection you talk you talk with a certain affect that <laughs> he's like and all my friends are like you sound like you're doing a stand up constantly okay and that's kind of how it went like why did you get into it. I really honestly think it's therapy, man. Really? Like, I was going to a therapist for fucking years. Did that work? No, dude. Well, yeah, I don't know. It depends. I love the quick. If you No, bro. If you ask my chick now, she'll say, when you go to the therapist, you come home and you're drained and, like, you are at peace. But I really think it's that I'm so amped up in those sessions that by the time I get done, I'm like, fuck it, man. I got nothing left. And that's the problem. Yeah. So. And that's like, I don't know. Like, are you angry? Are you an angry person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So angry. I'm not angry. I just like, <laughs> I just, so many things bother me and like, I get bothered very easily by certain things. And like, that's what I think funny comes out of. Like, that's why me and my uh, co-host on my podcast, Untitled. Yes, sir. At Podcast Untitled on Twitter, Storm. We always talk about it. We're like, you can't be good looking and be funny. You no. can, you can be, you can be kind of funny. You can play off someone well. You got to take your lumps. Yeah. You can't be some GQ motherfucker. Nobody wants to hear about Ryan Gosling cracking a joke. Dude, nobody wants to hear Ryan Gosling. Period. Chicks want to like look at him and just be like, he's hot. They don't even want to hear Ryan Gosling. He's fucking, no homo, he's a hot motherfucker. That guy kills it. When I see him, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Go fuck yourself, man. But that's his only thing. I feel like if they just put him in. He's not a good actor either. I thought he was a better awful. actor, but he's bad. Oh like, my God. You see Drive? He doesn't talk. I know. It's like I feel like it's a silent movie for Did the you most see part. The, uh, he had another movie with that same director. It was, I don't know the name of it. it and it was, uh, he didn't speak for the first 40 minutes. Same thing as Drive, <laughs> the same shit. And he, uh, and at the Toronto Film Festival, they left. They booed and left. Like really? 20 minutes in. Like, I would be pissed too. Like, I flew to Toronto to see your movie, and I don't see you speak, and they were halfway through the movie. Go fuck yourself, dude. I'm out. But what do they expect him to say? Yeah, it's like it's not gonna come out smart. I banged a model. Like, what could you? What could that guy possibly say? If you could be made a model today for a, for your entire net worth, everything you own, everything you have, you have to liquidate and sell. Would you do it? hundred percent. Hell yeah, because you'd get it right back in the first year. It would be a no-brainer, man. In pussy, you want you, you don't have to get it back in money. Is that the new currency? <laughs> yeah, I'll just like, you just you'll sleep at girls' apartment, just like stand in the middle of the bar, like what's up, like. 
That's what good-looking guys do. They don't want to fucking have a personality. But like, I feel like at some point in your life, you got to start rummaging through purses and stuff before you walk out the door, just to get a couple of bucks. Oh yeah, definitely. A couple of bucks of cab money. And, and, a and of it gets food. really desperate when you just start like you're like, all right, credit card, uh huh, money, tampon. Yeah, fuck it. And you just like take the tampon too. You're like, I don't know when I'll need it. I don't know. Did you watch any of the Oscar movies? The Revenant? You see The Revenant? I haven't seen The Revenant. Trash. Don't I want to. But I heard I heard on your podcast. It's trash. That you didn't like it, yeah. Yeah, it's trash. It's not, you know what it is? It's not bad. It's just too long, man. Two and a half hour movies now are hard to sit through. Leo doesn't speak. He doesn't have any lines. And I'm not going to give anything away, but he has like, he has a broken leg. And he's Because he got raped by a bear. Yeah, he's crawling the whole movie. <laughs> that sounds boring. Yeah, it's like... He's crawling the whole movie. We're in Montana, the most boring state on the planet. We'll take the best actor and young actor in the game and let's let him not speak. Uh, and no. it's boring. Go watch Spotlight. I haven't seen Spotlight. Spotlight is the best movie of the year. Really? Fucking awesome. I saw The Martian. The Martian was good. I, I didn't like it. It was good. Not great. I was bored with it. I it was, was like, like this is the best six. comedy. Six, yeah, it's a comedy. It's a joke. I don't get it. Yeah, I know. Because I don't think I laughed throughout the you whole thing. You know what I didn't like is like, Damon didn't look rough enough. He was fucking stuck. He's like, yeah, I'm Matt Damon. I'm like, you should have like a fucking caveman beard and like not even like be able to walk. Like you should be pretty fucked. You not not gritty enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Charlton, like Charlton Heston, or like a Clint Eastwood in 30 years ago would have destroyed that role. Like I'm stuck on a fucking planet. Like it's weird. Go watch Spotlight. I'll check out Spotlight for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Uh, I didn't mention this, but on my podcast, I'm trying to get. One of the members. So I tweeted out Spotlight's the best movie of the year. And my personal Twitter, uh, it got a hit back from a girl who helped write it. Like, who helped, and she was on the Spotlight team. Wow. So we started DMing back and forth. I'm trying to get her on the podcast, because I want to talk about the Spotlight story. And, like, these people find out that priests were raping everybody. Yeah. Girls, guys, doesn't matter. Yep. Like, it went on for years, man. Yeah. Nobody, nobody did anything. And about they said it. the best line in the movie. The guy goes, "It takes a village." No, he goes, "It takes, uh, it takes one person to uh, molest a kid. It takes a village to protect them." And that's a fact. Like, oh yeah, these the minute they'd find out, they'd send them to a treatment center. Yeah, which is basically just another area where they could go do it again. The head <laughs> cardinal of the Boston Church got transferred to the Vatican. He got a promotion. Well, I mean, you know, you do it enough times, you got to get rewarded for it, right? Yeah, thank you for <laughs> raping kids. Right. And it's a fucking wild. But I love the Oscars. I'm an Oscar guy. Do you like the Oscar? I think it's fun. Uh, my chick watches it, so I have to watch it by law. And when you're forced to watch something, you really can't enjoy it that much. No. Do you care about this boycott they're doing? Dude, it's, I think it's ridiculous. It's bullshit. I think it's ridiculous because I saw I saw some of the movies that they wanted to get nominated. I feel like no, and I feel like Spike Lee is just looking for a way to win in a war. That Chirac movie was trash. No, man, we ain't gonna do it. It's not. You can't nominate a movie that has Nick Cannon in it. I'm sorry, Nick Cannon cannot get a nominate. It just can't happen. Well, what do they have? What are they gonna put up? Medea. Like seriously, like For what real are though, they going to put up? Like, There's what not is... a lot of black movies even being made. That's what Howard Stern was talking. He goes, he goes. All right, take a movie out. What movie are you going to remove? You're going to move Spotlight? No. You're going to move Revenant, where Leo got like killed by a bear for it? No. What are you going? What movie you want to take out? Big Short, where Christian Bale and Steve Carell. Like that's another great movie, The Big Short. And I had downloaded that. Watch it. Not pirated it. Maybe. But you know what I oh, mean. Oh, it's screener season. Like, it's how do you think I'm season. watching all these? Of course. <laughs> Joy. That movie sucks. 
I'm not seeing Joy. Trash. I'm not seeing. You know what's crazy about Joy? It's a great story. Like Joy, the girl Joy, what it's about. And they did a bad job marketing it. Is it's it's about a woman who like created the Swiffer, created the broom. Like she revolutionized, like revolutionized retail cleaning products. And she's a housewife. She was 50 when she did it. And like they don't talk about it at all in the. And so that's a cool story. Like if I yeah. told you a woman who housewife who made like a she's worth like a billion dollars now, you'd be like, oh, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Instead, it's like oh Jennifer Lawrence walking in a parking lot angry. Like, there's nothing there. It's That's like, every woman. What the fuck is a movie, man? Isn't that the best when you come home and you know you're going to get yelled at? <laughs> Whatever. You know, like, yeah, you, like it's, it doesn't even have to, it's not even verbal. Like, at 40, you can, at 47, you can tell, like, at, like, a door slam, you're like, and you immediately think, like, do you think she's, like, she saw me? Can I get out? Can I back out of here? I know. And then you just, like, walk in, and every guy will do this. They'll walk into a room with an angry girl. And just like do the invisible thing, like I'm just gonna stare at the mail for till maybe she thinks I'm a lamp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I feel like at 40 you realize, like when you walk into that situation, you're like, there's just no way out of it. Fuck fuck I'm fuck gonna em, fucking fuck sit em. down, say what you gotta say. Take, you're gonna yell at me. You're gonna spank me. And then that's me. it. I gotta take my lumps for doing whatever it is that pissed now, you off. At 47, are girls dramatic? Nah, man. Because I think that when you get to a certain age as a guy, like, they realize that you're just, like, setting your ways and you're not going to change. Are you setting your ways? I'm pretty set in my How about ways. about what? I love my fucking couch. Like, I will just watch. And you like to do nothing. Like, what I just said, what I, I was totally, talking about man. before. Girls and guys. The difference between girls and guys is girls can do, girls can't do nothing. Yep. Like, if you and I hung out, you were like, hey, Dean, come over. I would be like, okay, cool. And we'd get there and we'd be like. Let's just do nothing together. Yeah, we're gonna like, watch El Ray. We're gonna watch Chiller. Yeah, we're gonna watch yeah, Sci-Fi Channel, yeah. and watch watch shitty movies all day long. That's what like, it is. And essentially nothing. And girls are like, "Oh, I saw on Pinterest like they built a pallet bed. That's cool." No, my girl don't do that crap oh, shit. See, but, that's like a twenty-four-year-old girl thing. Like, yeah, but see, that's build a pallet bed. See, mine is always fuck? like, "Let's go and be healthy. Let's let's go for a walk in the park," where I'm already like, "Fucking a walk ain't gonna help me at this point in time, man." Yeah, like, a like walk. I'm beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, exactly. It's like really, it's gonna. If anything, that walk's gonna take a day off my life. Like, it doesn't. Even, that day don't even fucking matter. Because you know, what were you gonna, you're gonna do nothing. I'm gonna <laughs> sit on the couch that day. That's what I'm gonna do that day. <laughs> That's the best though. Like, would you rather live a great life, eating whatever you want, doing whatever you want, die at 67, or being a marathon runner and live until 90? Dude, I've done both. I used to run marathons. Really? In high school, I How ran miserable seven How marathons. How miserable is that? It's so fucking miserable. It's so fucking miserable. It is. People I are like, running. I love her. I get a The best is, do you get a runner's high? Do I look like I get a fucking runner's high? Are you kidding me? I just get high. <laughs> dude, that's it. It's like, dude, if I want to get high, I know a guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I got a guy for that. I got a guy. <laughs> and guess what? He's no kilometers away. That's it. He's the walk to my door. <laughs> I call him. He comes. And I, I just give open him money, the door. This is the marathon. Opening the door. That's it. Like, wow, it's so. more of a sprint. He hands it to me in a baton than anything like that. So I'll take the death early. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So there you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, what's it called? What's your Twitter? Just so I can. So high regard can, show. High regard show. High regard, regard show. show. Twitter. High regard show. Facebook. High SoundCloud. Show. Everything. Yeah. SoundCloud. Uh, Instagram. Okay. At everything. High regard show. That's it, man. Look it up, guys. And uh, my personal Twitter at d h t r i m a r c h i at podcast untitled. Thanks a lot, Tom. All right, sir. Thank you. There you go. Thanks. 
So that's it. That was so funny. Like, <laughs> I really, like, I'm so glad. Like, I wish that I could have been there. But, like, just the two of you, it's just, wow. <laughs> it's like, at some points, it was like me talking to myself. It really was. Which I think is, like, your, which I think is, like, a dream for you. It's just to be, like. It was my Rick and Morty moment. Like, I went through, like, you know, another dimension and found another me. And we kind of just, like, hit it off. Did this, Did that part of the mm-hmm. show. And then looked around and realized, you know, people just out to kill Ricks. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the interview itself was almost two hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like we took over this place called the the Blue Iguana, which is right next door to the Manhattan Comedy School. And while we were there, um, we ordered two appetizers and... Like, Dean had a couple of beers. I had a couple of sodas because, you know, with our medical history, God forbid we should do have anything dealing with fun whatsoever anymore. <laughs> like, I feel like the older you get, the more things you get taken we're away like from Mormons you. We're like Mormons now. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're being punished for getting older. Like, this is this is what society does to, like, old people. Like, don't you just wish you could go into a place and be like, I know if I have a drink, it's going to kill my stomach or it's going to, like, just enrage the ulcer. Or, like... I know I have to drive home or whatever. I feel like you should be able to go someplace where there's like a bunch of couches or pillows and they can just inject you with opium and you could just be like, all right, at least I can have this. I think that would be amazing. I know you would. (laughs) I've always wanted to try opium. (laughs) Well, maybe the next couple of weeks you might be taking an opium. Let's see what happens with your health. (laughs) So, I mean, the interview was, like I said, almost two hours. We chopped it down to, I don't know, like almost a half hour by the Mm -hmm. time it was all said and done. But when I did this, I sent over like all of the raw tape to Dean Mm -hmm. because he's going to also use it on his show. And I could see us doing this more coming up in the future. Because it just went so well. It totally did. And, you know, Dean has, he talks about like his sidekick. Their show is hysterical. Like, I I don't think I would have agreed to it if it was another podcast because they are very, very similar to like Mm -hmm. what we talk about. And uh, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to give you this. And Dean was like, great, I'm going to post it as is. And I was like, holy crap. Like, there is stuff on there that is just, like, incoherent. Because, it, you know what it was like? It was like watching Bob Saget's comedy routine. I've never watched a Bob Saget comedy routine. Live, Bob Saget mm-hmm. is the worst. And I know that trying to go into comedy and saying that about somebody is probably, <laughs> like... A no-no. <laughs> a no-no, but... He is all over the map, Bob Saget. And it is so hard to, like, understand where he's going and what he's doing because he just spitballs ideas mm-hmm. while he's on stage. And then by the time it gets on HBO... It's, like, trimmed down and whatnot. And it's, like, this cannot be the same show that we listen to. And if you don't believe me, check out Untitled, which is the pod, which is Dean's podcast. Mm-hmm. And if he does put that up... You're going to be like, <laughs> what were these guys doing? I promise you we were not on speed or anything that <laughs> night, although people are going to think it. Just Corona Light. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Corona Light. I know. I was on Coke. Well, there you go. <laughs> a cola. <laughs> There's a side of Tom. Tom's already involved in the comedy world. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They sucked me in. They got that claws in me. But... um. I don't know, man. Recording that location was awesome because I loved it. It sounded really cool, yeah. Yeah, like the background noise and stuff. It sounded like New York. It sounded very New York, like very Woody Allen if Woody Allen didn't suck so bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're just going to continue burning comedy bridges before I even do my first show. But I agree. <laughs> so, I mean, I could see the show growing right now. Like, just in general. Because, I mean, when we first started this, you and I both know that it was just kind of like, are just we really going to do yeah. this it was just thing. like, we're going to just do what we can, and it's just going to be us trying to be creative and see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You and me are going to listen to it. Maybe your brother might listen to it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't expect much from it. But now that the show has gone on and people are starting to take notice of it, we're starting to see things like we're getting better guests. Mm-hmm. Like people actually want to be on the show. Yeah. And then you get a situation where like for the first time, the director of the comedy school was like, can you mention a comedy school on your show? Yeah, it's awesome. It's very exciting time to be a higher guard show. It's a rush, man. It's totally a rush. So we mentioned the comedy school as requested. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, we hope to get a lot more guests in that, you know, just continue to raise the bar. And we just appreciate everybody that's like checking us out. Yeah, and that wants to be a part of it because we're really excited to be here and we've got some things, some tricks up our sleeves, so stay tuned, peeps. What do we got? I'm not telling. Do I'm going to keep something? a secret. I'm going to keep secrets. <laughs> I like to know what you have hidden up your sleeves. <laughs> Usually it's a snack. It might be a snack. <laughs> there might be a chocolate up there. <laughs> You're always hiding some kind of like chocolate covered cake product like <laughs> up your sleeve just to pull out for later we're sitting on the couch i'm like where'd you get that from i was a girl scout for like <laughs> two years so i like to be prepared so what do they teach you in girl scouts how to kangaroo your snacks pretty much yeah <laughs> never go hungry was a patch that i earned first <laughs> yeah well i mean at a you know the organization of cookies so there's probably never on what a shortage of food yeah that's the one <laughs> Let's get into a Did You Know, shall we? Shall we? Yes. Did you know? Did you know comedy refers to any discourse or work generally intended to be humorous or to amuse by inducing laughter, especially in theater, television, film, and stand-up comedy? I did not know that, Tom. Well, now you do. (laughs) The more you know. Ding, 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 ding. The origins of the terms are found in ancient Greece. In an Athenian democracy, the public opinion of voters was influenced by the political satire performed by the comic poets at the theaters. You know, Greece is like, they like created a lot of stuff that was like good for the world. They did. And you know what? You know what I think of when I think of Greece all the time? Spinach pie. No, the Mike Tyson episode where they were in Atlantis and they're like going, this is paradise. And they press the button on the elevator and they're like, this thing is always out and of it water. Smells like garbage. <laughs> it smells like garbage. That's great. I'm sure Greece is very happy to hear that that's what you think about. Well, no, I feel like they were shot out of a cannon. They made up like all these things that influence such, such modern day society. And then like now they're broke. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it just is just a lot, another life cycle. I'd really like to go there. Like, it's so blue and white. I love it. Like, just the color schemes. and. I feel like I might get touched there. 
I don't know why. I feel like it's a just dangerous place right now. Like, I don't know if I'd want to go to Greece. I like I might get touched there. Look, man, I've been touched enough this week. Appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be, like, probed any more than what I already have been. <laughs> Tom had an alien encounter. <laughs> I did. As my daughter would say, I had a GoPro camera. Like, just shoved up my ass. But, you know. That's a story for another day. <laughs> it's the benefits of getting older. <laughs> benefits. So... <laughs> The theatrical genre of Greece comedy can be described as a dramatic performance which pits two groups or societies against each other in an amusing or agonin conflict. What is it? I don't know. In an amusing agon or conflict. I don't know. What Agon is a word. Is it? According to Wikipedia, it is. Oh, well, and if it's on Wikipedia, it must be true. <laughs> well, if we're not experts, why would we go to the experts? <laughs> this all makes sense considering one of our first assignments in class was to come up with a list of things that annoyed us to base our routines on. Conflict is needed to stir up most comedy because it is the driving factor of the art is that it's a solution and not a cause. Which is why we have tantrums before we start right. recording every show. Right. If there was no tantrum, there would be no solution to that tantrum, which is the comedic injection. Gold, which is the comedic gold of the High Regard show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's to just sound ridiculous. <laughs> I have been around more than a few situations in my life where the only humor, where only humor was an appropriate diffusion. And, quite frankly, have, it has saved me from more than a few beatings, both mentally and physically. Well, then comedy is a good thing. Comedy is a good thing. Do you like how you came to rustling of the pages? I like do. I'm, like I'm an old-time reporter? I this do. In. The conclusion of... <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> good night and good luck. <laughs> Gonna need it just to get through this last paragraph. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> You're gripping the paper like <laughs> I know, it's like we're in the home stretch. Please God, let me just make it through without like fucking this Three up more too takes. bad. <laughs> Can't do another take. Having gone through the process so far with others has shown me that comedy is no different than any other art form. Its success deliver its successful delivery is relevant on minute details commitment, any ability to understand its subjective nature. I've always had a deep respect for anyone who could stand in front of a group and make people laugh, usually at their own expense, misfortunes, or personal observations. But that appreciation has grown over the past few weeks, as have the bond with the other like-minded people just looking to make others laugh in a time where it is very much needed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think like we need to remember laughter. I really do because we do not laugh about anything right now because there is so little to laugh at. Like there's a lot of scary shit going on. <laughs> yeah, the world is coming to an end. The news knows it. Mm -hmm. Every time you listen to a weather report, you know they know. They know. Every time you look, it's like freaking Trump's big, fat, stupid face. And it's like, dude, this guy is going to be our president because it's just the way I think it's going to work out. And it's frightening. So it's like we have to remember laughter because we're that's probably going to be banned pretty soon. <laughs> Do you not feel like this particular election can now be related 
very much to a hot dog eating contest <laughs> where Trump is the hot dog and Chrissy is the fat bastard that's going to down him. <laughs> like that that's his running mate. Like like Trump will be like in a big hot dog costume with just his face sticking out. We've done a graphic we like have, that in the we past. We have done a graphic like that. And then Christy will just be sitting there going, manja, 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 give me manja, more, manja, give me manja, more. Manja, manja. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's like his thing. Really quickly, as far as diffusing a situation, we had a situation that had to get diffused a few years back. <laughs> we did. We did. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, my God, that brought up memories. It was like the first time our parents like met. Yes. And we all like got together and it, there was like just the big group of us and stuff. And of course, the parents started fighting over who was going to pay. Yes, it was, for the meal, it and was it was like ass. it was such like as it always is. It's like I'm gonna get it. No, I'm gonna get it. No, I'm gonna get it. And we, we told Tyler, who was like a baby at the time, she was like ten, and we're like, Tyler, go over there and ask Denny, who's my dad, about the Steelers, because Steelers are his favorite football team, and it was like football season or something. So we're like, go ask him a question about the Steelers, because I knew that he would like stop him. Like Tyler, go defuse the situation. And she was like, what? And she was like, okay. So she walks over and says what? Um, I was told to come over here and defuse a situation, <laughs> but I don't know what that means. <laughs> and like both of the parents, like both of the dads just like looked down at her and they were like so angry because like the other one was trying to like s- try to pay the check. <laughs> but they totally started laughing, which yeah. just goes to show that like it just takes laughter to take any like conflict or problem and just totally just deflate it and just be like look man there are like worse things in the world that could be going on right now no matter how bad it is it could be something worse and if you could just laugh about like what's in front of you everything's gonna be all right so let's just start laughing at trump and then he'll sue us all but then maybe he'll go away but I feel like we are laughing at Trump every time we see like his hair get, like outside in the wind. Like, it's not how even could the hair not? anymore. It's the face. It's the things Comments, that he says. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this guy's a douche. He is completely a douche. I expect my lawsuit in the mail, Mr. Trump. And that is this week's Did You Know? Did you know? All right, everybody, we just want to give a quick thank you to Dean Tremonti for hanging out with us this week. Sure, yeah. He was an awesome guy, man. Yeah, but it, it was very funny. I look forward to when the four of us get together and break the internet. Which we will. And I'm sure, like, the Blue Iguana, which is right next door to the comedy school, they're going to love having us in there <laughs> after they close the place. <laughs> These fucking guys with their mics again. We'd also like to thank the Manhattan Comedy School. Andy Eagle has been awesome so far in setting up the classes and getting us to show booking and stuff. And I mean, it's been really cool. Yeah, it's been awesome to watch like you, you know, start this class and then get to the point where you're going to have a show and then, you know, move on with other stuff with the school. So I'm very excited to see what happens. It's going to be awesome. And of course, we'd like to thank you guys for listening week after week. As always, man. Thank you for listening to our bullshit. Yeah. If you want to learn more about us, you can check out the High Regard Show dot com. Sometimes I forget who we are. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's easy to forget who we are. <laughs> it's better that way. I can't wait till we get Alzheimer's. 
And if you have something to say, drop us a note at highregardshow at gmail.com. And of course, as always, you could find us on any social media outlet as High Regard Show. So be sure to follow us there, yell at us, talk to us, send us your favorite recipes, whatnot. Yeah. And if you want to like go and check something else out that we're going to like be on, well, at least one of us will be on, uh, check out the Untitled Show, like on iTunes and of course, SoundCloud. Yes. And that's it for this week's show. Wrap this shit up, man. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I started a joke Which started the whole world crying Oh, but I didn't see That the joke was on me I started to cry Which started the whole world laughing Oh, if I'd only seen That the joke was on me